We are here with what I think is going to be our best, uh, punchiest, most compact episode ever. You know what, Andrew? We owe it to the viewers. We do. Well, for the listeners. listeners. Yes. Well, especially the viewers, if you can see us from here somehow. Um, One, get out of my house. And two, thank you for appreciating us. But no, we we owe it to them for being gone for so long. Yeah. Uh, So the Chiefs, stop me if you've heard this one before, Jonathan. I will. The 49ers... Led by Jimmy Garoppolo, got up double digits on the Chiefs. I, let me let me just talk to you right there. I have heard that before. Yeah. How did it end? Uh, I believe we won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, we, we haven't won the Super Bowl this time yet, but the result was the same. The Chiefs figured it out, and then they put on the gas, and Jimmy Garoppolo and all of the Niners and Christian McCaffrey, for some reason, were all <laughs> unable to pull off the upset, and Kansas City prevailed. It was a great yes. Sunday. It was a smashing success. It was not at all how I expected that game to go. And I don't know. It, it's the strangest thing how when the Chiefs seem to play a really, really good defense, it seems like they bring their A game and they figure it out. It's been a while since we've seen the run, if you know what I mean, with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Like like that. Like just that explosive offensive like production. It feels like most of our games recently have either been the Chiefs hit it from the, from the get-go and were in, in contention in close game. Or they got down big, like the Raiders got down big and then battled back to win the game at the end. Yeah. This one was just, I, I thought we were going to lose in the first quarter. I, oh. thought we just, I thought we just didn't have it that day. I felt miserable. I thought that, and I still think that if they ran the ball, if they just decided to run the ball on us, they'd still be running it. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they would have won the game, but they could run the ball on us at will. But then just fortunes changed completely. Um, for pretty much the last three quarters of the game. Yeah. Awesome. Now, we probably should hit pause on our commentary just ever so briefly, because as far as the listeners are concerned, mm-hmm. we just played the Bucks. Yeah. we have been on, you, you called it a brief hiatus. It's been like three games, so. We, we, we were day-to-day for a while there. Yeah, we were, we were day-to-day today, uh, for two weeks or so. Yeah. Um, had some, had some personal issues arise. Nothing too bad. Just got busy. Lights, you know? Yeah. Such a fast. It happens. Um, I think we'll be more consistent going forward, though. We're going to always record on Monday night now. We're right? Gonna, we're going to try. Just, we're going to try. Just like Sky Moore, we're going to try to do better going forward. We're just trying to make a play. We're just some guys trying to make a podcast, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, the makeup work. Um, the Chiefs played the Raiders. Yes. Monday Night Football. Yeah. We know because we were there. We were there, and again, we'll be super brief because I know it's been like a couple weeks and nobody cares anymore, Um, but let me just say, I think the reason I will always remember that game was just the mm, torrent and downpour of booze that showered onto the rest after that terrible call. Yeah, there was something powerful about being enraged with 70,000 other people. Yeah. No, I get get now why mobs happen. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Just all get angry at the same time. That was the closest I think I'm ever going to be to being part of a mob. Yeah. 
Uh, and it wasn't violent, necessarily, like physically violent. No, just verbally very violent. Just a lot of verbal abuse from um, the Chiefs fans, from the Chiefs bros. Uh, we participated to, to an extent. To the point where you could just, I think, I don't know what was going through the ref's head. I, I got to talk about this for a second. Like, I don't know what was going through Carl Sheffer's head after that call, but I think he just, like, felt through the fabric of the universe that there were thousands of people around him who wanted to harm him physically. Yes, that's because there was. Yeah. That was true. I think, I think that just... His feeling was accurate. That realization weighed on him the rest of the game. Um, <laughs> no, it was, it was, I think we could all agree, one of the worst calls we've ever seen. To me, it's right up there with the Marcus Mariota forward progress fumble that wasn't. I still think that was even slightly worse, but yeah, it was it was abysmal. Yeah, at, at a very consequential point in the game, because um, the Chiefs were kind of getting ready, kind of getting ready to get back in this game. And that happened, and oh my gosh, the Chiefs were back into this game. The crowd was into the game. The crowd did not stop for. for I'm not. I'm joking at all. Twenty minutes. Just yes, booing. I was yes. part of it, and it didn't matter what was happening in the field between plays. I was booing because they still had not heard enough from me how much I hated that call. We were booing in between plays. We were booing on the field goal attempt. We booed them any time they called a penalty thereafter. Even if it was against like the Raiders. Deep into the third quarter, if yeah. there was a penalty, even if it was on the Raiders, we were booing them. I think I was booing them on the way out of the stadium. Like, boo, yeah. boo, <laughs> There was a couple of times in the third quarter where everyone was booing, and I just shouted, still mad. Oh, yeah. I'm just still mad. At them. Haven't forgotten. Um, so, yeah, I like the way the Chiefs responded in that game. Because it's really tough to beat the ref sometimes. Did they get some makeup calls? Yeah, for sure. Get all the makeup calls. That's the that's the arrowhead effect. I think the Raiders, more than any other team, just has that wild card element to it, where it's like no matter what's going on with the Chiefs or Raiders, that game is going to be weird because they're our like true division rival. That's true. Yeah, they they seem to have some score of the games. Sometimes we blow them out. Sometimes we lose. Most of the time we win. Yeah. All right. Any, any last comments on the Raiders game? I think the people were already like, oh my gosh, that was three weeks ago. I don't care. Was that the game Travis Kelsey had like four touchdowns? Yes, it was. Wow. It, was, it was awesome. Yeah. Cool. On to the next one. On to the next. Chiefs Bills. A little less fun. Uh, we lost. Yeah. Um, let me let me start off by giving you my thoughts on this game. Um, this might be surprising, but... I have never felt less upset after a Chiefs loss than I think I felt after the Bills beat us. But let me tell you why. Yeah. Number one, I think the Bills are probably the best team in the league, if not, you know, top three mm-hmm. at the very least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they're the best team in the league right now. Arguably, you know, Chiefs 1A, 1B type situation there. Yep. Uh, so they're very, very good. They played very, very well for the most part. Um, and number two, and kind of go along with this, uh, it came down to like the last minute. And we were right there in a position. Mahomes gets the ball back with like, you know, about a minute left, a couple timeouts. Yep. You feel like normally he gets that done. Yep. So it, it felt so different from, you know, last year when we played them and just got trounced by them. We were playing poorly and we looked awful. This year, I thought we actually played pretty good. It was just two very good teams just slugging it out, and we came up short this time. But you feel like we, the team is where they need to be to compete. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this, this is a realization we had maybe even pretty far into the Patrick Mahomes era, where we realized the Chiefs were a good team and we're going to be a good team as long as Mahomes is our quarterback. 
Yes. Um, good teams don't win every game. No teams win every game. Yeah. For, you know, I, I think in my mind, you know, it's, it's like, kind of like a poor person thinking about rich people. It's like, I assume you reach a level where you just win all your games because you're the best team in the league. Uh, and what we've learned from both the Bills game and the Colts game, if we go back that far, is that you can and do have a chance of losing any Sunday. That is a hilarious analogy. <laughs> we've literally lost to the best team and the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the Colts are bad. Did you hear that? Just real quick. Yeah. We're on the NFL. Matt Ryan is like benched. Yeah. Going forward, benched. He's like Kurt Bench. Um, he's like, is he? He's like, I think he went out of their way, or at least the report went out of its way to say, Matt Ryan is hurt. But even if he wasn't, he's benched. Yikes. So um, now it's Sam Mellinger? Ellinger. Ellinger? I think Sam Mellinger is a reporter for the Star. Or oh, needs to be. Sam. <laughs> <clears throat> Maybe it's Ellinger. Ellinger? Ellinger? Might be a hard G. If it wasn't, it is now. You gotta be careful with those hard Gs, but I think it might be. Yeah. Anyhow, we'll see how he does, I guess. Um, anyway, enough about the Colts. Yeah, really gross. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I didn't feel bad about the loss. Um, it kind of sucked it was at Arrowhead, but as much as we like to talk about it, I don't feel like the Chiefs play significantly better at Arrowhead. Um, oh, I don't. I actually have a, like a take I've been sitting on for a while now, like a mother hen on some eggs. Yeah. I think the Chiefs are road dogs. I think they play better on the road. Which, I mean, after the 49ers game, you gotta wonder. Mm-hmm. And then, didn't we play the Bucks at Tampa? We did. There you go. Yeah. It's the two 40 point games of the year. Yeah, well, that's good because if we play the Bills again, it will most likely be in Buffalo. Yeah. And the Cardinals game. I think that was on the road as well. Yeah. Yeah, Cardinals. Uh, no, I thought it was good. Um, I think it, it was weird with Mahomes throwing the game-breaking interception. That that uh, was the one like bummer to me. But I think that's kind of just, again, good teams don't win all their games. Yeah. Good players don't always have the comeback drive. Great players, Hall of Fame players, yeah. don't always yeah. you know, come so short there. So you're going to have Mahomes pull some stuff out of his butt and be incredible, and you're also going to have Mahomes show his butt sometimes. And that was, okay. that was one of the latter. Vast majority of the time you trust in that situation. There's not like anybody you'd rather have in that situation. Mm-hmm. But even then, you know, you're reminded that yeah, he is still just a human and you know makes mistakes every now and then. Yeah, it was a bummer. It was a bummer the way for the game to end because you just felt like that was going to come down to like a goal line stand situation. Um, but you know, if we move on, let me ask you a real quick question. Um, the Josh Allen hype train. Like, it is at full throttle and someone's broken off the knob. And can you even call it a hype train anymore? It's more like a, just a, he's really freaking good train. So, uh, that, that's my question here is, is he actually as good as he's being hyped right now? Yes. Yes. Well, okay. It, it depends. Uh, yeah. People that are saying that he's better than Mahomes, I'm not going to go there. If you want to say he's as good as Mahomes, I don't agree with you, but I will at least hear you out your argument. Um... But yeah, I, th- I think he's really freaking good. To me, you know, hype is all about expectation, and the Bills aren't about expectation. They they are good right now. Yeah, um, they're a very well rounded team. It's going to be tough come December or you know January rather. It, it feels like whoever is going to get to the Super Bowl, um, the Chiefs or the Bills, it feels like we're going to have to play like the other at mm-hmm. some point. And I know like people say that it never works out that way, but gosh, it feels that way right now. I'm still, I don't know if I'm pessimistic or maybe even holding out hope. 
that there is a way to. I, mean, I think we're on like our third iteration of Patrick Mahomes getting figured out. Because yeah. first it was, oh, Patriots play, uh, you know, press, co- man coverage. Yeah, press man coverage, cover zero, yep. um, and blitz him. And then there was the roof defense. Too high. Which, you know, everyone's, everyone's dealing with the roof defense now. Yes. I think the, the point has been made on this podcast and others that the Chiefs were ahead of the curve because they had to deal with that first. In terms of having to deal with it, they absolutely yeah. were. Now, what's ironic is now that the Chiefs don't have Tyreek, we're facing a very high rate of man coverage. That's the third iteration. It's yeah. deeply ironic. Because now everyone's saying, oh, look, the, the Bills played a bunch of man. That's the way you beat the Chiefs. It's like if you lose, if, you, if the Chiefs lose the game, then for the next year and a half, that's the way you beat the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess my point here is it never really squared with me the way that, like, Josh Allen's t- career trajectory. Oh, no. It's it like, sense. <laughs> just like he like started out as like Tyler Bray, where it's like, man, he sure can throw it far. That's about it. He's very tall. It defies all the normal rules of football and player development. Yeah, no one learns how to play quarterback at the NFL level. That's why I loved it because I jumped on that train very early on, back when everyone was making fun of him and yeah. thought he was terrible. Um, and yeah, I've just been riding that train all along. Do you remember in like 2000, 2019? Yeah. I was just constantly, like, every game sending texts, like, just this Josh Allen guy, let me tell you, he's no, awesome. No, okay, this is, this is like a, a hoarder who accidentally collects priceless antique. Yes, it turned out to be very valuable, but that's not the reason you were on board. Oh, no, it's, it's definitely a, you know, blind school finding yes, nuts. Yes, yes. Uh, broken clock being correct twice a day situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I don't care. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, no, you should. Do some victory laps on that. You were ahead of the curve on Josh Allen. I still feel I in my in my bones that there is there's some way to figure him out. I feel like there's something he's doing. Mm. He's not other like oh okay. I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a hot take here, and you're you're gonna like it. Oh, I'm I'm ready with a pail of water to extinguish this. Team, yeah, but go ahead. So, in terms of intelligence, yes, Patrick Mahomes is on the like the Brady Manning level. Of like being able to process and seeing things pre-snap and processing while he's going through his reads. Okay. And studying film and having apparently a photographic memory. I'm not gonna argue with that. I just don't think Josh Allen's on that level. I think Josh Allen is more just like a, a world-breaking, like Greek god of a quarterback. In terms of like athleticism? Yeah, like he can just he can run over everyone, so he never gets like the necessarily uh, the, the eight men dropped in coverage or whatever. Um, I feel like he's like his X factor is his ability to run and to ability to not get sacked. It's like it's like basically if you had prime Ben Roethlisberger ability to not get sacked paired with Cam Newton, like prime Cam Newton running ability paired with like I don't even know the arm comparison. I feel like I feel like him and Justin Herbert are not that far off in terms of their just arm talent, but somehow Josh Allen's figured things out more. But Justin Herbert is not the same as Josh Allen in those other categories. So I don't I don't know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with anything you said. I, I think that's all accurate. I don't think his processing speed is quite where Mahomes is because it's again it's crazy crazy high. Yeah. Um, I will say that is the one big X factor is that Josh Allen, as good as Mahomes is as a runner, and he knows like when to pull it out, 
Um, Josh Allen does that more on a play-to-play basis. And he he has, like, kind of the power running that Mahomes just, like, doesn't have. And yeah. We don't want him to have. No. Because um, he's a quarterback. Now, but, man, it is awesome to watch. That can still lead to injuries. Oh, yeah. It, it absolutely can. It is a risk. It absolutely can. Um, I just, I'm still expecting occasionally. Like, there's a part of me that's, that's waiting for this particular pumpkin, or carriage to turn back into a pumpkin. Well, I think that's one of the biggest... Um, downsizes to Josh Allen as someone who's watched him for a long time now mm-hmm. is that he still does have those, what I like to term doy-doy plays. Yeah, like the um, button mash plays where it's just like, I don't know, he's square. They've become much, much more rare than they have in the past where they were like a big problem. Yeah. But I think they still come up in a way that they don't as much from the homes. And I feel like now that Josh Allen is the guy or like the guy 1A to Pat Mahomes 1B or whatever, you know, whatever. Uh, if, they're, if they're tied as the guy, they're neck and neck. You're going to start getting Josh Allen custom game plans or like teams spending their entire offseason figuring out how to beat Josh Allen the way that they have with their homes. The Chiefs guy should be in that category. Uh, defense is always kind of an abstract thought for the Chiefs. <laughs> we think it exists. Well, should, yeah. Anyhow, we spent a lot of time on the Bills here. I didn't mean to get too deep into this. We just got to do like a classic, you know, 1A, 1B quarterback. Like, yeah. Arguing Brady or Manning back here. Yeah. Um, anyway. I, you know, honestly, I don't care about the head-to-head matchup. I really hate people who watch sports and can only think about who the best quarterback's legacy is going to be. Yeah, that's so annoying. No, I just agree. enjoy it for what it is. I hate that. Um, I it just sucks all enjoyment out of the sport for people. I think um, as like an actual fan of a team. Yeah. So yeah, I I hate that mentality. Josh Allen, really good. Not quite as good as Mahomes, in my opinion. Yeah. But still, like. The second best quarterback. In the and I will say this: regardless of who is or is not the better quarterback between Mahomes and Josh Allen, I would still rather have the Chiefs' total team and franchise. And I think we're in a better situation, and let me tell you why. Yeah, we are in different trajectories for our franchise right now. Yeah, they are in their all-in Super Bowl window. Yep. This is the year. Last year was kind of the year. This is like the year part two. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get much harder for the after this year. Well, doesn't Josh Allen's cap like double next year? Uh, I don't know what his cap numbers is. That's not correct. I, I, I looked at this a little bit, and I have a feeling it goes way up. So, you, like your yeah. your fun Von Miller that you bought, or you know, teasing Odell Beckham to come to to Buffalo. That's not gonna happen next year. You gotta actually pay the man. Yeah, yeah. So they're like as all in as they're gonna get right now. The Chiefs were on that trajectory for the last couple of years. This is kind of the first year where. I don't want to quite say like technically a step back, but we're still like very competitive going for the Super Bowl. But this is you know, it's a little bit of a retooling yeah. year. Yeah. I mean we, we changed out basically our entire receiver core. Yeah, and in a little bit of preview of this Niners game, the receiving core is just now starting to figure things out. Mm-hmm. I, I think I said in yeah. weeks past that all, as the season goes on, they're going to really start cooking. And boy, that it's, it's underrated. I don't know why, but that defense is young, extremely young. Our defensive backfield is extremely young. It's outside of like yeah. Legarius Sneed, who's still pretty young. We're getting a lot of contributions from very young players that are going to get better. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very excited. So anyways, my the summation of my point there was this is an all-in year for them. This is kind of a retooling year for us, and we're still neck and neck yep. as teams. So that to me means we're in a very good situation right now. Yeah, I agree. I All right. We hit pause for what ended up being quite a while. Unpause. Unpause it. Back to this Niners game. Yep. Um, what was your main takeaway from the game? Let me ask you that. 
Hmm. <laughs> what have you uh, learned about the Chiefs from this game? This is going to sound pessimistic. Um, the the Chiefs need a pass rush so bad. Huh. That, that's I'm sorry. That, 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 I know fourteen like for a game where we really doubled up. I thought that was going to be something. No, I'm speaking from the heart. You guys, what's my takeaway? That's it. Okay. The Chiefs pass rush is lacking. Wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Um, what's, your, what's your main takeaway? Hopefully, Boston. Um, excuse me. We got a safety. Do you know, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah Frank Clark. Uh, you know, you know, you talked about the, the, the blind squirrel being the, blind squirrel being right twice a twice a day. Um, twice a game. The <laughs> Jimmy G wandered into the path of Frank Clark um, <laughs> exactly at the wrong time because there's only there's only one spot. You know, one one radius around the pocket that you're going to meet Frank Clark. You'll never come within ten yards of the actual spot. I will say this about Frank Clark: the guy doesn't make that many great plays, but he does it at just the right time. He he pulls out his best plays at the very most opportune. What you're moments. saying is he's extremely efficient. I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's not going to give any more effort than is absolutely necessary. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this, I don't know, this got negative right now. Uh, you're right. I think you, you asked. You asked. I absolutely agree. Like, we need better pass rush. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to ping pong the question back to me? I do. Oh. What, what do you think was your main takeaway from the Chiefs game? Okay, my main takeaway was, I know people are tired of talking about Tyreek Hill, but that's kind of the theme of this season is, what do, what does the Chiefs offense, what does Mahomes look like without that, you know, all-world wide receiver out there playing for us? And the answer is still a very dominant offense. This team, this offense is still really, really good whenever they get going. I I will be honest, I was kind of in the opinion that having traded Tyreek, our ceiling was lower on offense than it has been in recent years. Significantly lower. Yeah. And I don't, I won't say it's higher, um, because those teams, man, they were so good, mm-hmm. those offenses in past years. But I do think that roof is as high or close to as high as it has been in terms of our offensive output. We can still yeah. hang, how was it, what was it, 44 points? Yes. On what, you know, should have been the number one defense in the league. You know, what I think is this was the best example that the Chiefs could hope for of the combination of McCole Hardman, MVS, and Juju combining to to make a one Tyreek Hill, if that makes sense. Because you yes. saw you saw that like the chain moving possession catches from Juju. You saw the deep ball from MVS. Mm-hmm. You saw the gadget plays from McCole Hardman. And all of those, yes, all of those, you know, were, were contained within Tyreek Hill. But now you've basically got it crowdsourced, if you will, from three different people. Uh, and you can't shut any one of them down the way you could with Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Um, this is kind of, this was the idea, the concept that we were sold whenever they traded Tyreek away and got those other wide receivers. You know, this was the idea. It was getting, you know, significant contributions from all these different guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most telling stat from the game to me is how long it has been since the Chiefs had two wide receivers that both went over 100 yards in the game. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, go over 100 yards, that's pretty rare. Yeah. 
or you know, not super rare. Uh, some guys do regularly, but you know, you have to be a Star Wars team to have a really good game. Yeah, having two guys do that. That's a little bit rare, but, you know, it, it happens probably once a season, at well, least, don't you think, for a team? Let me explain to you um, the Chiefs' tragic history with wide receivers. Um, we only very recently came into wide receiver success. Uh, Terry Hill is unquestionably the best receiver in Chiefs' history. It's true. Uh, and, until you get back to, like, you know, the 19 Dickie whatever misses of time, you know, like, I think we had, like, a Hall of Famer back in there somewhere. But like in the modern NFL era, like seventies plus, the Chiefs have had next to no wide receivers that were any good. Like there was a long time, a long time, Jonathan, that Dwayne Bow was the best receiver in Chiefs history. Wow. Yeah, and we've never had two good at the same time. Hardly ever. No. So if we can have like Juju and MVS be good at the same time, that's nearly unprecedented. Like I don't even know who the two receivers are that they're referencing from twenty years ago. Well, like, Derek Alexander is okay. Andre Risen was okay. Um, Wait, that's it. We have buried the lead a little bit. We haven't actually told people the stat yet. Oh, sorry. Okay, the stat, uh, listeners, is it has been 22 years. 22 years since the Chiefs had two wide receivers that went over 100 yards receiving in the same game. And that happened on Sunday. 22 and, and years. We're wide receivers here, right? Because yes. the Chiefs have a very rich... History at tight end for some reason. Yeah. And maybe that contributes to that stat. But, but yeah, we're excluding tight ends here. Wide receivers are always kind of rough. I mean, who can forget? I know I can't. The season that Chiefs did not throw a touchdown pass to a wide receiver all year. It was Andy Reid coaching them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was, so that was something. It's not that hard to, to, to break stats in you know, as a Chiefs wide receiver, but that was impressive. And I think it's like, like you said, this is at least one game worth of validation. Of the concept hitting into the offseason after Terry Kill's trade. Yeah. Now, the situation is great for the Chiefs because we have a dominant, uh, crushing victory over, you know, a very good defense, uh, a very overall good team. I think it's a team that will be in the playoffs. Yeah, that was, that was supposed to be the best defense in the league, right? I mean, yeah. And, you know, what's crazy is I still kind of think it is. Mm-hmm. I just think that's what the Chiefs do to defenses. Yeah. It doesn't matter, like, the most elite defense, the most elite offense is going to beat that. And that's kind of the way the NFL works right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sets up really well because next week, we're not going to lose. We have a bye. Yeah, yeah. We're also not going to win. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's nice to get that good victory going to the bye week. And then, you know, coming down to the bye week, you know how good Andy Reid is with those. So I'm, I'm feeling way more confident about the state of the Chiefs right now than I thought I would be at this point in the season. Yeah, or you thought you were going to be in the first quarter of last week's game. Oh my goodness, yes. Uh, do you want to do game balls? I would love to. With a little bit of, well, I would love to go first if you don't mind. Yes. Um, okay, my first game ball and my biggest game ball mm-hmm. is going to Andy Reid. They had the best game plan designed for this team and specifically Nick Bosa. Yeah. Because he's a just like, Teeing off, going absolutely crazy, um, super aggressive pass rusher, and a whole game plan was built around doing so many things and confusing him and tricking him with a whole bunch of different plays, and it worked perfectly. He did look out of his element. It was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And we had Andrew Wiley on him most of the game, and I there was a couple times Wiley got a hold on him, but other than that, for the most part, you didn't notice him throughout the game. And that's like... One of the very best pass rushers in the game. Mm-hmm. 
a guy that can absolutely wreck game plans, and we built our game plan around him. Would you consider Nick to be the healthiest person? Right now, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think he's, yeah, it was an incredible game plan for sure. Um, this is kind of a Patriots take your best player out of it kind of game plan. It was from an offensive standpoint, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it worked great. And like the way they did it was, um, they had chip help for one and they had a lot of fake or feigned chip help mm-hmm. that worked really well. Well, I'm hoping they caught on to, cause you saw it really clearly the last couple of weeks when the Chiefs had protection issues where the rusher would spin away from the chip. So if you've got the left, t- or the right tackle blocking and then like Jerk McKinney comes in to help on the inside, on the left side of the right tackle, well then the defensive end would spin outside. Mm-hmm. And that happened very frequently and to great success. Yeah. Well, um, why like I got several times with that. Yeah, so maybe maybe that's a tendency they have realized and corrected for. Yeah. So they did it with the chips. They did it with the kind of fake chips, which actually were very productive. Um, you know that really long, like, third and 20 play that we yeah. got uh, Jerk McChicken mm-hmm. on the uh, screen and actually converted it? Mm-hmm. He lined up like he was going to chip Bosa and then faked like he did and then went out for the screen. Mm-hmm. And we fooled him. Um, there's a couple other, other different ways, just kind of getting Mahomes out of space, some, um, and just, yeah, I don't know, we, we built our whole game plan around stopping them. It worked really well. Um, I don't, I don't know what else to say. The, the offense was awesome. So yeah, my, my game ball goes to Andy Reid for a fantastic game plan. Yeah. So I'm going to give the game ball to Isaiah Pacheco. Mmm. And this isn't necessarily because he had an amazing game. It's because he was the starter. And you know what? I know people are, are like saying that Clyde had a bet, better statistical game. Use your eyes, man. It makes such a different type of Pacheco out there. He runs so much harder. He makes so much more of what he's given. Yes. Now, I, I absolutely believe that. Um, based on this one game, he had one really good run that he broke out for a big long clip. Other than that, it wasn't exactly dominant throughout, yeah. but I really believe this is like a trust-the-process situation where, like, just keep putting him in there, keep giving him... doesn't have to be, like, a workhorse, workhorse role, but I'd like to see him get the majority of the carries yeah. going forward. And I really think he could start heating up and be a really good player for us. I think he, he did get the majority of carries. He had eight, CEH had six, and McKinnon had two. That's about the split I'd like to see. Maybe a few, maybe a couple more for uh, Pacheco. Yeah, but I'm I'm excited about that going forward. What do you think? Mm-hmm. No, definitely, definitely. Um, so this is, this is like a preemptive game ball. It's like I'm giving this to you for what you're going to do. Yeah. All right, back to me. Yes. Um, I would like to give a game ball to Andrew's favorite chief, Miko Hartman. Hey, you know what? You show out, you get a game ball. Nicole, three touchdowns on Sunday. Hard. He looked like a, at points in time, he looked like a real NFL receiver. Yeah. Now, actually, most of his touchdowns came off of the plays that we haven't seen as much from him this year. And it's kind of the, uh, I guess I'd call them gadget plays, if you will. Mm-hmm. The jet sweeps. Um, it's kind of the, the, the design plays to get him the ball with a bit of space and just let him go. Yeah. I really think going forward, that's the best way to use him. 
which yeah. sounds crazy because normally that's what you give to like a rookie wide receiver as like they don't know really what they're doing. With Miko, I'm not really sure he's ever going to know exactly what he's doing. But darn it, he's fast. Yeah. So just just keep running on the jet sweeps. I want to like two or three of those a game. Yeah, at this point, he's not going to figure out how to run routes. Uh, he's not going to get any bigger. It's just this is what you got to use. Give him, but, I mean, him the ball in space. Yeah. He's going to do something dangerous. Yeah. Even that, it's, you know, valuable. And he'll, he'll be there for a big catch once or twice again. Yeah. That's, that's a little bit of Mikol is good. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like salt. A little bit of salt is good. Mikol is a sometimes food. Be nothing but salt, you'll die. You yeah. throw the ball to Mikol too much, he'll die. Mikol seasons our offense. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would like to give game ball to Joshua Williams for getting his first career interception. Uh, now, who is he and was he playing? Just for the listeners, <laughs> I know, obviously. He is one of the Chiefs' multiple rookie defensive backs. Mm. And he's one who got picked on pretty heavily against Buffalo. Very heavily, yeah. Um, so it's good to see him get that. And, and does that feel like he's done terrible? He never just had, like, the what-the-heck-were-you-thinking play. It's just... He just, yeah. He, you know, he's he got- in the position. He's making the jump from, I think, like, a, it's not a DG school. It's a very small uh, FBS school. Yeah. So, good for him. He also... He saved Sky Moore's bacon because mm. that was the drive mm. after Sky Moore moved the punt. Little, little blame ball review, but good. Yeah, I do want to get to that eventually. Uh, real quick, I just want to remind the listeners there was another Chiefs quarterback that he came in for his first game as a young, I don't know about a rookie, but like a young player and looked absolutely abysmal. A guy named Charvarius Ward. Mm-hmm. That guy is now on the 49ers making the big bucks. And, um, we were talking about it a little bit during the game. I feel absolutely no ill will towards Charvarius because no. we just let him go. It's not like he wanted out or you know, anything like that. Well, he kind of got toasted a bit. A little bit. A little toasty. Got a little toasty. So, I mean, I would take it back in a heartbeat. Uh, not Ford is getting paid. Yeah, maybe not. But corners like corners are like like running back. It's like don't pay them unless they're real, real good. Yeah, which I, I do think he has been very good for them. I don't think they're like getting buyers or more for that or yeah. Um, yeah. Can we stop and think for a second that Brett Beach probably got two starting caliber corners and one starting caliber running back in like the sixth and seventh round? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of draft was this? Now we're talking about Joshua Williams. Yep. Jalen Watson. Jalen Watson. Yep. There's a wide receiver named Watson as well. That's confusing to me. He got a touchdown pass this week. He did. Yep. His name is Justin Watson. Justin Watson. Okay, Jay Watson, that's... I guess I'm just going to have to deal with that for the foreseeable future. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's like back when we had all the D. Williams on our teams. Mm-hmm. Now we have a bunch of Jay Watsons. All right. Um, and then Pacheco. That's who you're... He's mm-hmm. one of those as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's crazy to me how, in retrospect, so many of his draft puts... The, excuse me. So many of his... His draft picks and free agent signings look so much better in hindsight. Yeah. There was a time when we had, like, Legereus Sneed and Charvarius Ward on this roster that people thought we were, like, the cover was completely bare at white <laughs> or at quarterback. Yeah. Like, we've got nobody but these scroll oh, no-name guys. That was, like, the, the Brett Beach meme was. He doesn't know. He doesn't, he's forever about quarterback. Yeah, he doesn't care about quarterback. Yeah. And then it's like, actually, these guys are pretty darn good. Um, yeah, he got Ward got the big bucks. Snead, I think is. I think he's just a little legitimately good quarterback. 
And even Fenton has shown flashes. I know he's got some issues with penalty and stuff, but I think we're I think we're getting a lot out of him as well. Fenton, Fenton uh, you gotta ask. Don't ask too much about. Him. He's a, he's a guy. He's kind of guy you kind of look at who like the ref crew is, yeah. and that kind of determines if he's going to have a good day or a bad day. Yeah. Um. Whatever you can even have one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Any any other game balls you felt the need to give out? Mm. It feels it feels hard for me to not give one to Mahomes, but it's like I don't want to do that every single week. That'd be boring. Yeah. Some of his. Classic deep balls. Dang it, yeah, he was good. He was throwing deep. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, one thing about Mahomes that I really liked in this game, I felt like he was playing in structure way more than what we've seen the last couple of weeks. In it, structure, but then also the ability to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's always got that. But sometimes it seems like he's a little too quick to get out of structure. And I'm not, that's not like a big criticism at all. I think a lot of times it's there. Like the offensive line has been playing poorly in recent weeks. I think he's had to do that. But the offensive line, they played really well. That allowed him to play a little more in structure. Just everything moved a lot, you know, yeah, better on offense because of that. Can I just say on, on tangent here, there is no position group that needs to get healthy on this two-week bye than the offensive line. This is going to be the perfect time. What? Hmm? Who's hurt on the offensive line? Awesome. I think Orlando Brown's kind of hurt. Tooney's hurt. He's questionable for this game. I think Trey Smith's a little bit banged up. Okay, so they're all, like, a bit banged up, you'd say. Yeah. Not, like, none of them's been, like, out injured. No, but Tooney came close, apparently. Really? Yeah. And Trey Smith, I think, Trey Smith was out for part of the last game against the Bills, I think, because Alec Reddy was in. I have heard on the Twitter streets that Trey Smith has a high, had a high ankle sprain, Mm -hmm. I think maybe the first game of the year. And he hasn't been quite his usual dominant self. Yeah. And that's why. Okay. So I think he's a little dinged up. Uh, Tooney, I think we saw, he was definitely a little dinged up, but he played through it because he's just, you know, he's that kind of guy. He's a solid dude. And I think Brown might be a bit hurt as well. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, I see what you're saying now. It's not like we need to get guys back. It's more no. like these guys just need to get a bit healthier. Um, yeah. 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 I completely agree. No, we do need to get Lucas Yang back because I do not think Andrew Wiley is the, the answer at tackle. But I don't know if Yang is any good right now. He is an answer. Yeah. He might not be the answer you want, but he might be the answer you get. Wiley? Wiley. Because I. It would be great if Yang came back and was good enough to take Wiley's spot. Mm-hmm. I would be surprised if that happens. To me, he's the definition of a replacement level. Offensive lineman. Which is fine. We're, we're paying him like that, and that's kind of what he is in our team. So that, in my mind, is like the spot to upgrade. Yeah. If there's it, Logan Kennard between Yang or Darian Kennard yeah. or some draft pick next year, that'd be great. I think we'd upgrade. What you're really asking about your offensive lineman is don't don't kill us. Yeah. And Wiley has not killed us for the most part. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, oh, can I give him another offense? One more uh, yeah, ball where you can't talk about it. Game ball or blame ball? No, game ball. Okay. I want to give the game ball in retrospect to the offensive line because they were they were so good in that Bucks game. I think we forgot to talk about them. Um, and they, they've, had a, they've had a rough patch or two this year, um, but they were really, really good on uh, against the 49ers again. So I'm giving a game ball to the entire offensive line. Keep it up, guys. I guess they can share it. Take turns. Yep. Do you have any blame balls to throw at? 
Uh, I do. I think I've already referenced a little bit the pass okay. rush. That one as well. Okay. Um, and this one can also be shared by the defensive line. Um, I think. I mean, they all had moments. Like Chris Jones definitely had moments. Frank Clark got his, his safety sack. Even Karloftis looked okay at times. But man, there's so many times like the, the secret to success in the NFL right now on defense, really, for the most part, is getting pressure with four guys. Right now, we cannot get pressure with four guys. Like, it's just not there. They all push real hard and get nowhere. It's kind of like the baseline of, do you have a good pass rush? Is can you get pressure with four guys? Yeah. And we've always got to bring either Nick Bolton or Legereus Sneed, who's our best cover corner. So if we bring our best cover corner to blitz, then our yeah. coverage is bad. Granted, he's a great blitzer as well. He is. Um, I completely agree. I To me, if you have to point to one weakness on this Chiefs team, it is the pass rush. It's the one thing that I think could really mess us up on playoff time. Um, maybe we'll talk about it a bit next week on our bye week when we have some more time for stuff. Um, but it'd be nice to kind of yeah, upgrade there if we can. I think that's like the one position I would actually be okay with the Chiefs giving up, um, giving up draft assets to improve in this season. Just I think it will make such a difference to yeah. have one more. And it it feels like if you've got four or like. Four pass rushers who can't get there. All of them are pretty good, but it's not quite getting there. If you have one more mm-hmm. that actually can make a difference, that makes all of them better. Yeah. So you're not really solving like one problem, you're solving four. It's like a synergy thing. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, credit to Spags though for like still, you know, sometimes there are definitely times where I'm like, oh my gosh, we have no pass rush, but it feels like he's still able to heat up the quarterback even mm-hmm. without that um, edge pass rushers. What's going on with Carlos? Um, he's a rookie. It's true. Uh, he might be really good against the run. I, I mean, it's hard for me to judge that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think he he still packs up a coverage sack every now and then. I've heard he is getting lots of pressure, but not many sacks. And I don't know what that means. I mean, that fits his like profile whenever we drafted him. It's like you you kind of knew he was going to be a guy like that. Like he's not going to get a whole lot of like home runs from the pass rush position. Mm-hmm. But he's going to get a lot of singles and a lot of walks. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of expected. Also, he's a rookie. Um, I'm just like, I'm just not going to worry about it yet. I'd like to see him turn it on a little bit more in the second half of the season. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, that's to me, like, that's the... If we knew the pass rush was an issue going into the season, that is how we would try to address it. Mm-hmm. Even, like, maybe, like, the Carlos Dunlap signing. Yeah, which, to be fair, Dunlap mm-hmm. has been good. Yes. Okay, he, did he have a big bad? He doesn't play like an enormous amount of snaps because he's he's one of our like much more pass rush specific guys on yeah. the defensive end position. Um, but yeah, he's been batting a lot of balls. He's got some good pressures. I think he is solid. Um, but it'd still be nice to improve that position overall. I think I made this hot take in real life at some point recently, but it's not that hot. Colin Saunders, the better interior defensive lineman right now. Than Naughty. To me, he should be. Yeah, I don't. He should be the second D tackle behind Jones. I don't think that was ever like a crazy take. I mean, they're more or less equal in snaps. Also, aren't they? Here's a, this is yeah, yeah. But I think Collins, Collins better now. Uh, did you see Karloftis playing a bunch of nose in this game? I did not. Did you see that? Yeah, a bunch of times. That is interesting. He was playing like like zero tech, and then like Chris Jones was lined up out, outside the tackle. It was really strange. Oh, wow. I thought I thought we got that out of our system last year. Uh, <laughs> listen, if it's working, I don't know. Maybe a little bit. 
Okay, um, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but I have a quick game blame ball. Okay, good. Um, so I played a little, I'm going to start off with the story, do this nice and quick. I played a little high school football back in the day, and I remember that on Wednesdays, the teacher had to have a little meeting after school. So there was like an hour where all the football players were waiting for practice to start, but didn't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. And what we would do is we would circle up and make all the rookies stand in the middle, and we'd throw footballs at them. Now, they could throw them back. Too. Yeah. But we would throw footballs at him. Yeah. And they'd sometimes have pads on, so, you know, don't get all, like, pearl clutching at me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I feel the need to do that with certain Sky Moore right now. I want to sit him in the circle and dig him over the head with the football. Tell him to stop muffing punts, dang it. You know, at a certain point, it's on the coaching staff for putting him back there. You know, I just, I don't ever want to, like, beat up on a young guy. For making mistakes. Throw football at him. But. <laughs> beat him with the blame ball. Yeah, some, sometimes you just don't have it, you know? Yeah. Now, I'm being a little bit goofy. I don't actually, like, hate this guy more or anything, but. They ain't catch the ball. Well, he's. Okay, this, this is. Muffins are for bakeries. He. Pretty much how I respond to that. <laughs> He was not drafted to be a special teams ace. No. He was drafted to be one of our, like, top three receivers. Yeah, and he's shown flashes of, uh, as yeah. a wide receiver. So he's not as involved as he should be in the in the receiving game. He's too involved in special teams. One might argue. Pourquoi? Mm-hmm. I don't understand why this is going on. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but whenever you draft a guy with that type of capital, you want him to develop into a wide receiver. Yeah. That you're not kind of wasting their time on special teams. That's right? always like the telltale sign of like, okay, this. Like Tyree Hill had this. McCole had this to a certain extent, where it's like this re- this receiver. Is becoming too big a part of the offense to keep returning punts. Yes. So why are we putting Sky Moore there immediately? Especially when we have other good punt returns on the roster. Pacheco can do it. Uh, I think Justin Watson can do it. Um, McCole can do it. Nicole's obvious answer here. Yeah. Um, he's great at things that don't involve being a wide receiver, so let him do that. And I, before Sky Moore showed up, like, that was the joke. It was, oh, don't put McCole back there. Ha ha ha, he won't fumble. Mm-hmm. Now it's like every other punt with Sky Moore. Yeah. So. I don't, I don't hate the idea, but I just don't think it's really working out, and I would just be, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just envisioning a playoff game, him muffing a punt, and me just being extremely upset. So, I want to see more of him as a wide receiver, I'd like to see a little less of him as a special team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, solid, solid big ball. All right. Uh, any, any other thoughts on that game before we move on? We don't have a whole lot of time left. I don't think so. I was actually impressed by our ability to limit the Niners' offense because Debo Samuel's real good. Yes, and he almost never heard from him. No, he, he was almost non-existent, which is weird because they started passing the ball a lot because they just had they were bored running the ball, even though it was working incredibly well. Which is it's alarming in its own right, but um, now and Christian McCaffrey is out there now. I think that that would be a lot more dangerous a proposition a couple weeks from now than it is. You know, on Sunday. Yeah, I'm glad we caught him before he was fully integrated. I do think he's really, really good. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be great on that team. I don't don't know if I would give up that much draft capital. I do think it's hilarious that he left the Panthers, who actually won, and then joined the 49ers, who lost. Yeah. I, nothing against him. Just, that, that whole situation is kind of humorous to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That, that's all the thoughts I had on the 49ers game. Just yeah. Good all around, 
Just one of those games where you wake up Monday morning and you're feeling great. Very satisfying. Yeah. yeah. And we get to have that feeling for two weeks. Sweet. It's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, we, we only have just a, a couple minutes left. Um, do we want to do any around the, the NFL or we just want to say well, that for the you know, like, at, like the Chiefs, we are coming up on a bye week. Mm-hmm. So we can do it around the NFL. Let's say the Chiefs. Uh, we talk about key contributors coming back from injury. Well, the bye week stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm good to cut there and we can, uh, we can kind of use the bye week to, to get well, you know, get our, get our cadence back, get our mind clear. Yes. And, uh, and come back stronger. Get ready to go. After the bye. Yeah. Can we do just one little, just one little tease for the people? Do it. Um, can we each do just real briefly one team that we don't believe in, think yes. might be frauds, and then one team that we think is better than the record? Yes. All right. What's your what's your what's your oh, better than the record team? You gotta suggest this and put me on the spot. All right, I'll do it. You, you clearly think um, this. I think the Raiders are better than the record. Okay. I think this is a take I've been sitting on for a little while now, and I uh, wish I could have gotten that earlier. But I think they're the second best team in the AFC West. That is spicy. Um, but the Chargers have been doing everything, everything in their power to prove you right. Yeah, uh, they were pretty abysmal. I really wish I had said this like two weeks ago when I first thought about it. Yeah. Um, so are we doing a team that's better than their record? Yes. Uh, you're not going to like this one, but the Packers. I I don't like that. I really do think <laughs> of, of any of the, like the, the down bad teams right now, uh, like the Packers and the Bucks, uh, really just those two, maybe the Rams, the Packers to me have the best chance of coming back on and probably probably winning that division just because I don't really believe anyone else in that division. I think the Vikings might win it. I don't. I don't think. Let me let me introduce you to my friend Kirk Cousins. Well, let me introduce you to my friend Kirk Cousins on a good day. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, I don't know. They're just banking wins. The Packers, their issues are real. Um, I don't think they're like as bad as they have looked. I don't think they should be winning, losing to the Washington uh, Commanders. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really, really missed Vontae Adams. Like everything that people said about the Chiefs and Tyree Hill, it's true about the Packers and Devontae Adams. Because mm-hmm. he, he was the passing attack on that team. Now they don't have him and they've not been able to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, mm, I don't think they're like, you know, a real bad team, but I think they're a borderline playoff team. I don't, it wouldn't shock me if they missed the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Now doing teams that are worse than the record. Yes. Yes. Go for it. Um, I'm panicking a little bit. Yeah, I, I got one. About it. Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the, I'm going to pick two teams, and it's appropriate. That's okay. New York Giants, New York Jets. Mm. You just got it for New York right now, huh? Uh, it's more like... They are somewhat confident at football, and everyone loses their freaking mind because it's New York and because they've been bad for so long. Yeah, um, I'm actually not going to push back on that at all. I kind of agree. I will say though, just as a caveat, I think everyone kind of knows this isn't going to last. Yeah. You know, um, the Jets already have like a couple devastating inju- injuries uh, that came out recently. Well, their star running back or like burgeoning star, yeah, got injured. I actually, I, I, I'm, up, I'm up more on the Giants because I really do believe in Saquon. Saquon's possible. Awesome. Well, okay, I agree. 
I think Brian Dable is the difference maker, though. That's true. He's a he's probably. I think he's I think he's a solid coach, and they haven't had that in a long time. Can, can I point something out to you, really quickly? Very very quickly. There are two former Chiefs assistants who everyone thought was pretty mediocre when they were with the Chiefs, who are now head coach of two of the NFL's best record teams. Do you know who they are? Um, well, I'm guessing one of them is Brian Dayball. You're right. That's the only kind of spot I do. Uh, the other one is... I don't know, actually. Nick Sirianni. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he was like a quarterback's coach or offensive analyst or something with the Chiefs back in... It's Todd Haley times, I think. Uh, I do not claim any ownership of that. Yeah. Dave Ball was around for Herm Edwards times, and then Sirianni was around for Todd Haley times. I don't, I don't claim anything between, like, Lynn Dawson and Andy Reid <laughs> that wasn't, like, Brian Schottenheimer. Schottenheimer? Marty Schottenheimer. Ah, uh, sorry. Yeah. Um, well, th- sorry, that was pre-Jonathan, right? Yeah. So, I guess my, my point is that <laughs> the collective garbage Chiefs coach has a pretty good... Tree, you know? Yeah. You want to you play it that way? Also the uh, Commanders. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> not, like, um, not like it's great these days. The, 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 the Shanahan's and the McVeigh's and the LaFleur's of the world are not doing great. All right, I got one for you. Yeah. It wasn't that I couldn't, like, it was a side one. I just, like, forgot. I panicked for a second. I actually had it pre-planned. I thought, it's going to be real spicy. Are you ready? I'm ready. The Eagles. Yeah, I'll go with that. I was either thinking the best record in yeah. football... And I don't think they're a bad team. I just don't think they're as good as the best record in football. But My see, problem yeah. with them is that everyone is saying, oh, what the best three teams in football are the Eagles, the Bills, and the Chiefs. Yeah. And I don't even necessarily disagree with that. I just I think the Bills and the Chiefs are on a completely different tier than the Eagles. The Eagles feel like new money. Like, yes, yeah. this, this is uncharted territory for them. I still think there's another shoe to drop. I think they're good. I've I've barely watched them, to be completely honest about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sold on Hurts as a quarterback completely. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't think they're in the same tier as the Bills and Chiefs. Or like they're, I don't think they're in that juggernaut team. They definitely haven't earned it yet. I think they can, I think they can contend for a Super Bowl. I just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not putting them in that tier. Especially in the NFC. You can go ahead and recommend the NFC. Yeah. Yeah, they've already, they've already made the playoffs in the NFC. That, yeah. that conference is garbage. Yep. All right, more hot takes and uh, wild estimations and half-remembered stats coming yes. your way next week. Hopefully on Tuesday morning. Yes. All right. All right, uh, more Go Chiefs before we head up. Go, go Chiefs! Chief. Thanks for listening to another episode of Chiefs Bros. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Chiefs Bros. We'll talk to you later.